this special episode of Thriving in the Age of Disruption podcast, we have an extract of the book launch interview hosted by publisher Ms. Snehal Singh with the author, who is no other than Dr. Ramesh's mother, Jaya Ramachandra. We hope you enjoy this intimate view into Dr. Ramesh's family life and how her mother is her biggest role model and inspiration. We have a special guest. Mrs. Jaya Ramachandra, the author of Homeland Memories, Newland Adventures. She has just launched a book on her life, its ups and downs, and how she coped with it. By the way, she is my mother, and I'm so proud of her. In fact, she is my first role model and the reason why I became an entrepreneur. You know, what inspires me about her is how she is so curious and is 100% engaged with life. Jaya Ramachandra. Welcome to In Conversation with Snehal. Today I have Jaya Balesuri Ramachandra and her two beautiful daughters, Purni and Dr. Ramesh, joining us. We are launching Jaya's book today called Homeland Memories, Newland Adventures. What is this book about? What is Jaya's life story all about? We're also going to hear a little bit about this from her daughters in terms of their perspective about Jaya's life. Just a quick introduction about Jaya. Jaya is a woman filled with adventure. She's one who has seen the world transform as she enters into the 80th year of her life. Okay, this book is a record of Jaya's memories about her life, about her growing up, moving from Sri Lanka to where she is right now. And over the years, how she's seen the world transform, not only the lives of her children or, or herself, but it's also about the shifts that she has seen and enjoyed, where she's challenged herself or life has challenged her. She's an absolutely energetic, creative and a curious person. Someone who enjoys journey and is even traveling now, right now at this age and going places and seeing things from a very different perspective. What is her perspective for that is what we're going to explore today. First of all, thank you, Jaya, for being here for choosing to write the book and also Dr. Ramesh and Pony for being here. And it's, it's not only about moral support, but just about having that family together. And I think that itself, it speaks volumes. Jaya, when did this dream of writing a book begin for you? For me, I was not wanting to write a book. I was asking my girls to write a book. Whole time, I'm asking them to write a book. My dear daughter, Dr. Ramesh, she said, why are you pestering us like that? And show us. So I have to show them something. So I have to, as far back as I can remember, my mother has always set a high standard for us. In my 30s, I ended up writing my first book on entrepreneurship because it was like day in, day out, when are you going to get your book out? And sometime last year, it was already the second year of COVID restrictions. And Purni was sharing with me that Amma was getting a little bit lethargic and impacted by not being able to go out much. And what should we do? I'm a problem solver. I'm like, okay, let's go on, start it on a book. And that's how it all started. We got on the book project and she was game enough. That's the great thing about my mother. If she takes on something, she takes it on with enthusiasm. She started the book project in September of 2021, and we rushed through it to get it out by March, at least the whole first draft. And we were traveling, we were relocating here. 
And now it is May 15th and it's ready, ready for everyone else to read and get excited about her exciting life. Well, that's definitely an example to be said, okay, because there are people who write books and generally when you're talking about life, the book does take a while. I think we did everything right as well when it comes to the books, like making sure that every picture has its own approval. We are not adding anything. We have done all of that within this time frame. Absolutely adventurous, ready to take up any challenge. Wow. Kunya and Dr. Amish, both of you, for every child, mom is always special. She's our role model. We look up to her for so many things. My mother is childlike, right? If you can imagine like a child running around, playing the whole day, that's her, right? She's active. She's <laughs> energetic. Like you can't tell her to even take a nap. She doesn't want to, you know, have a nap. And in the day, we are tired, but she's keep going, right? What's so special is that she's just bouncing back from life, whatever happens, right? Even if she's feeling down one day, like when first moved, she was feeling a little bit down because she suddenly realized she's in a new country, doesn't know the language, has no friends, has no understanding of what's going on. And we were out for work. I wanted to go home. She wanted to go home, right? And she was saying, oh, I want to go home. And she said that all of five minutes, she talked to herself and she talked to me and she started to explore the place, right? And that's one of the most amazing things about her. I was inspired by seeing your pictures in terms of your readiness to travel. Even in a country where you don't know the language, we saw all your pictures of traveling, even going on bike. What's special about my mother, she's radical in the way she thinks. I mean, she's out of the box. Growing up, it was fun and it was different. For instance, we would have a television at home for six months. Suddenly the television would have disappeared because she says that we should not get attached to watching TV and wasting our time. And so the TV goes off for six months. And in a lot of ways, that was good because that forced us to look at other things, to entertain ourselves and to engage with life in a different way. There was also the fact that we came from Sri Lanka. So there's a large uh, professional uh, Ceylonese Tamil community who had come around the same time my parents did in the 70s. They had children of the same age and most of them focused very much on school and music and dance. But my parents were quite chill and cool about not having us get just good grades. I remember we were doing Taekwondo, right, Bernie, and we were doing tennis. tennis because we were just doing different things. Yeah. We really did stuff that really was more extracurricular. My mama will always say she never bothered with our homework. She wouldn't ask whether we had homework or what yeah. we were doing. <laughs> one day, my Kanasta friend, one of them, she asked, how is the children's exam now going on? So when I came home and I asked my son, how was your exam? He asked me, what came to you? Why are you asking about the exam? I don't ask about the studies. That's what is special about you, right? You bring in a very different perspective. You don't fall into the norms of what society has said. This is how a mother should be. This is how things yeah. should be. And you've broken those shackles every now and then as how I read the book. And that's what I want to know from both of you, okay? Both the daughters. You read the book the first. So was there anything that came to your surprise in terms of, oh my God, mom, I did not know this. So anything that you would like to share which you guys didn't know earlier and you only got to know through the book? Amma has shared with us bits and pieces, right? We saw bits and pieces of it. But when we see in the entirety, you really get the sense of the ebb and flow, the hopes, the dreams, the aspiration. 
which she would not have communicated in the past. And then seeing those pieces where those aspirations and hope got shattered or denied, right? That was what was moving. While we get a sense of it in the way she has shared over the years, seeing it in the entirety puts a different kind of a perspective for us. I never knew why Amma was so insistent that uh, I be financially independent, that I get educated and I be independent. I guess what was really telling about her story and her journey was the fact that she lived at a time where society had required women to be dependent on their husbands for their financial independence. And being that independent spirit that she was, she didn't want that. And she wanted to have freedom. She was the one who inspired me to be an entrepreneur because I could see her trying on little things from Pyrex parties to Emma Page jewelry to later on even starting an agency to bring in people for work. To me, I never realized that making your own money or earning your own salary was so important because I've taken it for granted. But I guess in her lifetime, the kind of circumstances that she lived, it was really important. So... I was a bit sad that she struggled with that. On reflection, I don't want any woman to struggle through that because I think as a man or a woman, we have equal right to be financially independent and to have the kind of life that we want, and not just because we have to play roles like you're a man or a woman. Most of these things have changed now, but women are not yet aware that things have changed. We're still struggling because we have been trained to think in a particular way. So while the world has changed, the world inside us has not changed. And we're still looking for approval. That's where we need people like Jaya who are ready to tell us, you know, who cares? Just do. I think the conversation we had just before this, and guys, when you listen to the podcast, you would know what we're talking about as well. But I'd asked her one question in the last interview that I did with Jaya, which was, what do you want your legacy to be? How do you want people to remember me? And I think she actually gave a very beautiful answer. Hiya. <laughs> want to remember me, you remember. So it is not my problem for you to remember. If I don't want you to remember, if you don't want to remember, you don't have to remember. See, that's a very clear perspective. And it's very difficult to reach there in terms of making peace with, I don't care what people think. I don't live for anybody else to be happy. It's yeah. about me. And it is about me standing in my own light. You've been proving that, Jaya, with everything that you're doing. Like the recent change, we just moved to Vietnam. And it's a huge shift when it comes to not just moving city, but an absolutely new country. So how are you feeling about the shift now? What is your opinion about the new place, Jaya? When I came, I did not think it is a big shift. But uh, all my friends said, oh, I am so brave, everything. Then when I came back, the first day I thought, hi, must there be a foolish braveness that made me want to come. But later I realized uh, it was okay for me. And then Purani, Ramesh, they made me more comfortable. They Actually, they spoiled me. Vietnam also, they gave me all the comforts. So that, that was uh, not necessary for me to think of anything else. But since uh, we have come to Vietnam, she's the one who's actually explored most of the yeah. city. She can take us around. Because they are doing hard work. So I have to do the tourist attraction things. And she cooks oh, every day. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But 
how do you stay inspired what keeps you going all of you all people inspire me i am a people's person so when i see people when i see nature when i see things i think i get my energy you mentioned that about change right change you are challenged by change that yes. is yeah i like changes also i don't like the same thing my hairstyle or my hobbies even a menu you cannot get the same dish twice <laughs> yes yeah yeah right. even my cakes it is not the same tomorrow if i give you the cake and day after that the cake will be different i like changes i am maybe familiar familiar yes i do love change I'm pretty sure that you have heard this a lot of times from many people but change is the most difficult thing and people struggle with it that's where even our lives also work upon because coaches are nothing but someone who helps people bring in the change and you thrive on changes okay so what comes very naturally to you for many it is a learning it is a journey of discovering and figuring it out so things that you're saying very naturally so even when you're narrating your story about something that happened in 1970 for me it was probably three decades ago you saying that was so much more powerful saying that this is what i decided this is what i did okay but it is not so natural for everyone else for us it is an effort it is a learning to break that thought of what people will think should i do this isn't this how it is supposed to be so how it is supposed to be is exactly what you are not okay yeah. that's right so, my mother is a master in dealing with change and i think that's the the biggest contribution that she gave me and she really made me effective in dealing with change because i watched day in day out being who she was and she didn't make a big deal if change happened she made it so easy it's like you don't think that life has to go in one direction remember my tv life is just whatever is showing up in front of you Did yeah. you hear all that amma? Yeah. yeah. I tell you one joke. My friends tell me why are you always changing your hairstyle? I told them I don't want to change my husband. So at least I can change my uh, <laughs> hairstyle. So it is for me changing uh, other than changing you I can change all the other things. People I am happy with the, that setup. So other things I can change isn't it? Whatever I can change I change. That is the beauty right about having a perspective like you. It's about looking at the silver lining. That is in a way a gift because it's very easy to see everything that is going wrong and focusing on that. But you have this beautiful perspective of okay, this is not in my control. This is let me change that. Let me take control of that. Wow. Yeah. So again, coming to uh, Purni and Dr. Ramesh, how have you seen life evolve and in context with even Jaya? Because you've seen her as a child, and you are uh, she was an individual mother or entrepreneur probably when you were a child to versus what she is now. So what? What are a few things that you would say were major turning points that you noticed and you were like okay this is where i saw a shift or this is where i knew that my mother will react this way or it was expected so any such experiences that you would like to share with us there are many many turning points reading a story i recall first the, the big turning point would have been the pre stroke days right which may be a year prior to a stroke and then the time of a stroke and the recovery period it didn't happen in an instant but it was a period where it's a turning point not so looking at that you can see the the shift and you know at, at, at that young age right what we would call the peak of your life or the 
time when you can really take on a new path in your life. At that moment, to be dealt with this, I think that was a huge turning point. Of course, to her, <laughs> being the person who was to die, the effect of it. But of course, we all could also see that. And so it also shifted the dynamics of our relationship and the way we related to her and maybe how she related to us. That was the most obvious and biggest turning point. You will be a different person. So in 1982, he said, according to your chart, you will be a different person. But 85, I was completely different person. I couldn't speak. My right side was paralyzed. So now I can speak. I am enjoying life. So I think actually I am a blessed person. I am blessed. Yeah. Yeah. My mother's stroke was a key moment in my life as well as it was in hers. Because I was about 18 years old or so. Because I already had this memory of this mother who was active and so excited about life. In some ways, when that stroke happened, I think for me, it was like, how could she then live vicariously through me? What should I do so that she doesn't experience that she is left out, right? And so there was a part where I became her mother in some ways because of that moment and become protective of what she did. And and maybe that's when we all started to indulge her in some ways, because it's hard to have that moment where you think you can lose your mother or you can lose your father, right? And that's a hard time. I got married and divorced almost two years later. And it was quite traumatic for my mother because she wanted the best for me. I think she wants the best for all her children. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. I made certain decisions. Maybe she didn't like it, thought they were wrong. And so I may have broken her heart. We've had a tense relationship, which blows hot and cold after that, because she really gave her 100% to me. I'm clear about that. And I've made life choices, which may not be consistent with what she would have wanted to do. That's a regret. I'm also clear that she brought me up as a person to make those life choices. And she wouldn't want me to back off from doing those things. So that's the struggle that we have sometimes as a mother and daughter as well. well I think that's a bit of mother-daughter relationship, right? We may not agree with everything with each other, but that doesn't change the love we have. And I think that's where, I don't know how moms have this power to accept you for who you are. That's mother's unconditional love, right? They may make demands, they may place expectations, but regardless of the outcome, they are still there, right? Uh, the actual job is to tell you this is how it could be and can be and should be, or maybe even insist, but when it doesn't go away, she might throw a tantrum, but she'll get over it. I think that's the beauty that Jaya is someone who is willing to just speak her mind, say what she needs to say, right? Take the risk of the, the impact, but more because she really feels it must be said, that it's a greater sin not to say it, right? Even if it's a hurtful thing. That's why we say home is not actually a physical place. It's a feeling that you can come back to. That feeling of, okay, I'm home. I think that's what Jaya creates wherever she goes. Okay, And though I haven't spoken to you so many times, even I feel that I can say, I can be myself and I know that you're not going to judge me or judge anybody out here. That's the impact that you create or you have on other people. Yeah, anything that you want to say to our audience, of course, we're going to read the book and there is a lot of learning when it comes to you just sharing your story, but a perspective that we can see. Uh, your two cents, something that you want to tell 
each one of us. She wanted to actually share her five tips. As I think uh, everybody would like to hear. About, but sometimes you have to tell what people want to hear. So you, you cannot cry over spilled milk. So sometimes you think, okay, you can... The milk is spilled means that you can give the dog or a cat to drink. Maybe spilled milk is spilled milk. Just leave it. Then another thing is you have to aim for the stars. Or uh, more than the stars, maybe planets. So if you aim something and you get something is okay. Then failures are the pillars of success. Or when you are going to build a castle, you have to have some failures to build a castle. So you have to build a castle. But remember, the failure is the pillars. Then I think I can, I will, should be your motto. One should be blessed. Everyone is blessed. And that's all. Most of the times we are so busy in finding out why something happened and try to find good in that. So I, I love the way you said it. Spilt milk is spilt milk. Whatever you want to do with it. That is so beautifully put. Thank you. Anything you want to add? Anything you want to say to Jaya today? Well, Amma is my role model. She's always been my role model. <laughs> and I want to thank her for giving me the courage to deal with life powerfully. So I want my mother to know that she's not going to say no need, but I'll just say thank you. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. And just before we close, today was about launching Jaya's book. The link for the book has already been added in the captions. The title of the book is called Homeland Memories, Newland Adventures. It's available on Amazon. You can just go ahead and download it. So you can go ahead, grab a copy of the book and tell us what you really, really felt. The book is very straightforward to the point, sharing things just the way they are. And it is absolute Jaya. She has no filter when she has her conversations. And she's written the book exactly in the same fashion you get to know things exactly what they were the perspectives as they were there is so much that is beyond what is just being shared i was lucky enough to read the book already three to four times before it came out and every time i read it the same sentence probably brought a different perspective to me so while it is not a self-help book it is a book that will give you so much more to take away from life and tell you one thing for sure which is just live your life You never know how things are. You never know how they will be. And it is about making the moment count. And in every bit of the book, you will find that Jaya is making us realize that. That it's about the moment. It's about the now. While we are worrying about the future and sowing seeds for the future, if you're not in the moment, the seed doesn't get sowed. And that is what it is. So go ahead, read the book. Let us know how you felt. You can connect and communicate with Jaya even through the email ID that's there already on the profile through Dr. Ramesh's account as well. So share, tell us what you felt. What is that one thing that you could take away? Even from our conversation today, I think Jaya would love that too. So thank you, Purni and Ramesh as well for making this happen. And Jaya, thank you. Thank you for writing it. There is so much that you're giving us, which I know you don't care about it. You don't care about what we think. (laughs) But there is a lot that you're giving, knowingly or unknowingly. And you inspire people just by being there. Okay, And it's about just your presence. She wants to share yeah. the Sage Yoga Swami's sayings in Tamil. Okay, so let me say that in English, that means there is not even one wrong thing. All is truth. 
எப்பவோ முடிஞ்ச காரியம் it was all accomplished long ago this is in the words of uh, sage yogaswami who she mentions a lot in the book also beautiful thank you those are definitely things that i will remember as well thank you for sharing that today and guys thank you so much for joining us and we are looking forward to what you thought about this anything that you are going to take away from our conversation today let us know just before i say bye as i always say we all are born abundant all we need to do is take that abundance but even one step at a time so take that one step towards your life today thank you for joining us today it's so refreshing to experience jaya's energy and curiosity for all that life has to offer jaya's book records her memories of her family in jaffna to growing up in colombo and her thoughts on the ethnic tensions in ceylon from the 1950s to the end of the civil war in 2009 Having lived in Singapore since the 1970s, Jaya reflects on life in the Lion City and shares her journey into entrepreneurship and volunteerism and inspires us with her passion for adventure and life. Jaya's book Homeland Memories: New Land Adventures is now available on Amazon. Be sure to click on the link in this podcast episode description to get a copy of Jaya's newly launched book. Next up, We bring you the CEO of Speed Cargo who offers technology solutions for the logistics industry. Dr. Krishna Kumar Nala was also involved in the Singapore MIT Alliance for Research and Technology Center which brings cutting-edge technologies from the lab to the market. He also shares part of his experience as director at the Institute of Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the Singapore Management University. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join Dr. Ramesh in our next episode of Thriving in the Age of Disruption.